Hi everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name is Oriana. And I'm Wanda. And we are back today, whoops, with the second part of our Cosmopolitan series. I highly suggest you go back and you listen to part one of this. This is part two, where we took the magazine Cosmopolitan, which as my mom told you guys in a previous podcast, used to be a real feminist magazine all about strong women enjoying sex and life and... It was navigating not being, the 70s and 80s and even Not being heiress. And you know what's really bad, too? They used to have this fun feature. They did away with it a long time ago. They used to have in the January issue, it was called the Bedside Astrologer. I remember you telling me about this. it was a booklet that came right in the middle. And mm-hmm. everybody looked forward to it. And it was all about your sign and, like, who you were compatible. It was a fun thing. Who you were compatible with, your lucky days. It had your horoscope. It had um, the sexiest outfit for you to wear. It was the cutest little thing, and everybody looked forward to it, and they did away with that. And I thought Stupid. the best astrology was something really fun. But um, we took, did we do four articles or three in the first? We it's did some one. articles in the first one, and we just really kind of talked about how stupid or unnecessary that they were. Because, like, let's face the facts. If you're going to open your mouth, whether it be a podcast, a magazine, anything... Don't you want to add something to the world? Don't you want there to be some substance, not just like like literal stupidity? And I think it still has the potential, as every magazine, as every podcast mm-hmm. has, to offer something. And in, in certain cases, you're not always going to offer something for everyone. But in this case, telling you about an interview with a young man that you now know nothing more about him than you knew before you read the article. Well, you... What did you give us? All you did was embarrass yourself. Okay, what article are you going to start with? So, today, we are going to start with what should your senior... What your senior superlative should have been. And now they have uh, pictures of three celebrities. But now, here again, you're the senior, you get to pick your superlative. Who is this person to come along and say, this is what you should have had because in hindsight now this is what you became? Mm-hmm. Does that, is, do we really need to know that? Like, it, it just is a waste of paper and a waste of writing and you're not telling us anything. And it's, again, it's another one of these things where there's like little drawings and like arrows and shit. It's very juvenile. Um, so yeah, it has three pictures on here uh one of blake lively in high school one of mila kuna she definitely doesn't look like she's in high school she looks very young maybe middle school and then one of rachel mcadams and now next to blake lively's it says most likely to be your boss what what that was what she should have said or like what should have been hers yeah but how is Blake Lively your boss? She's just an actress. She's a mom. It's not like she's continued it's to play like a boss. It's not the CEO of, like, Apple mm-hmm. either. Right. Okay, then Mila Kunis. Then again, proving how ridiculous this is. Mila Kunis has most likely to marry their first kiss. Oh, that's shocking because she married Ashton Kutcher. Wow. That And who gives them that? In a, I've never seen that in a superlative just in general. And if you guys don't know, every year Jimmy Kimmel does funny superlatives for like um, the Super Bowl and the playoffs and stuff. And they're way better than this shit. So maybe have Jimmy Kimmel, um, Jimmy Fallon write this the next time. And then it has Rachel McAdams. And it says most likely to sport 15 different hair colors. Probably because she's an actress, you stupid fox. So, like, who was the person that wrote this article? Okay, this is by Sam Fear. Okay. Now tell us a little bit about what's okay. in the article. Okay, it says 
who am, there's a little picture of like drawn like glasses at the top of this. It says, who among us does not agree that the high school yearbook committee was a corrupt bunch of cons, but now we're serving justice. Answer the prompts below and smash those responses together to discover your true 18-year-old identity. So here again, first of all, this is what's so funny to me. This is a magazine, again, supposed to be geared towards working women. And here we're playing high school again. And 30s. And all this time, we've wanted justice for the superlatives that we now think should have been and never were. Because I know that's on my topic every day in the head of my life. My school didn't even have superlatives. So, like, there's that. But it's a bunch of stupid things. Like, how did you get to school? If you were a walker... Your superlative would be likely to appear on Love is Blind. If you took the bus, it was likely to get a cheap, spontaneous tattoo. Then there's like, if mom and dad drove me, likely to go viral on TikTok. This is what I want to know. How did you get your likely Mm. to get a cheap tattoo because you took the bus to school? Most kids take the bus to school Mm -hmm. because their school is far away. So out of those 10,000 kids that take the bus every day in your neighborhood... They're getting cheap tattoos every one of them. And then if their mom and dad drove them, they're most likely to go viral on TikTok. This, again, Mm -hmm. what is the point of this article? Let's just throw some more bullshit fluff crazy ridiculousness okay and then if you chose and this is all based on like how you got to school is how you get your superlative so then it's like my brain blocks out traumatic memories equals likely to drop their skincare routine when no one asked them okay we are playing we're playing tic-tac banana i feel like my brain cells are died we're moving on okay oh i love that perfume we're go okay. Here we go. This is perfect. There's a middle. You missed one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you missed one somewhere here. Hold I on. didn't, but okay. D- does anyone else feel like when they read these things, their brain dies? Like dies? Because it's it's quite traumatic. No. I'm sorry. You did not. That is okay. This is perfect for this podcast because this is called. All the trends your mom hates for literally no reason. So they asked moms of people that work for the magazine why they hate certain trends. And there's a bunch of pictures on here. Okay. Okay. So let's get to it. And then we are going to have an actual mother, my mother, say if why she hates these things or doesn't hate these things. Because some of these are stupid First, shorts and long sleeves. My mom's unfazed by this because it's what I wear all the time. This girl's okay, mom. I'm not phased by shorts and long sleeves. I think it's a nice balance. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you wear shorts and you wear like a bralette, you basically look like you're wearing a bathing suit, so why bother? But I think that the fact that you're wearing shorts at a certain age is just not a good look. That's just me. Okay. This girl's mom... She's the, her name is Sarah. She's the mom of the supervising producer, Abby Atkinson. She says, if your arms are cold, your legs are cold. So she thinks it's stupid. Wow, thanks for that insight. So I see the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Okay, bucket bags. What's a bucket bag? 
Okay, you know, like um the the Louis Vuitton bag that we both have that like looks like a horse feeder. Oh, I love those bags. Mm-hmm. They have it like that, but that to me doesn't look like a bucket bag I love either. Bag. Okay, this girl. Maria, mom of accessories market editor Jacqueline Palermo says, I'm not a fan of these because I'm afraid someone will try to swipe Jacqueline's wallet. Because they can't just rip it off any other bag. is not smart enough to close her stuff or use or put her wallet at the bottom of her bag. Then maybe they will swipe. It doesn't matter what kind of bag you use. You just have to be cautious and, and pay attention. Oh, God. Go ahead. Uh, and then there's just a part that stuck out at the end that we'll get to when it's there. Okay, this one is like probably the only one we'll both agree with. Hot pants. Do you know what hot pants are? Yes. Okay. I grew up in an era of hot pants. What is your, what's your hot factor? Hot pants are glorified shorts. Exactly. Like this woman, this might, this woman should probably win an award. Uh, her name is Tina. She's the mom of shopping editor Alexis Bennett. She said, I'm not trying to see people in shorts with their booties hanging out. Agree. Agree, Tina. Back in the day, though, when hot pants first hit the fashion scene, hot pants are were supposed to be just not very short shorts, but they were like metallic or furry or and they came clear across on both sides. They were not short enough to let your butt hang out. That did not happen. Yeah. Hot pants were just very short, short um, eccentric shorts. I think it's also weird when there's like just like random butt cheeks hanging out. Like it's not a look. Okay, we're not. We are not. Are you trying to rush the mom segment? Okay, so I'll just go quickly through the rest of them. The color mustard yellow. I happen to love the colored mustard yellow. It's a very flattering color. It's a very rich color. It looks good all year long, and I think it's a nice neutral. Okay, this this mother Becca, mom of senior fashion editor. Rachel Torgensen, she wrote this whole stupid article. She said adding gray to any primary color is a dirty color. What does that have to do with mustard yellow? I guess she thought they added gray to yellow to get mustard yellow, which, oh my God. To get mustard yellow, you don't add gray. You add brown. <laughs> Woo, okay. Last two, prairie dresses. Uh, you know what? I don't wear them. I don't particularly like them. But on some people, there's a certain look. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're boho chic or you do live in certain parts of the country with a pair of cowboy boots, it's a very cute look. Okay, this person said, I hate all those floral, frumpy, small print peasant maxis. KK. Next and last, logomania. So things have logos on them doesn't bother me okay well apparently it bothers this woman because again i think fashion is so personal subjective and subjective so subjective i think having an article like this and really how many people really care what their mothers think of their trends or what they wear not at all they wear it anyway so. i wear it anyway she wears it anyway but this woman's mom said i don't like huge brand names you shouldn't have to be so blatant let your design of your clothing or handbags do the talking shut up that's my opinion on well, that. Well, but you know what? Some designers, they put their name on it because they do want to sell more of it. So that's really up to them. If you choose not to buy it, you choose not Here's to buy it. Here's the part where the airhead starts showing. At the bottom, it says, we hear you, moms, but you did raise us to be opinionated. And like, this is like, I'm reading it as spoken, fashion, spelt F-A-S-H-U-N. So we're going to respectfully disagree. Happy Mother's Day, though. This is the trend I really oh, dislike. There goes my and brain cells. this is cells. why I dislike it. Spelt 
failing fashion as UN. That's the trends I dislike. It's throughout this entire magazine of misspellings and shortcuts. This it's is not journalism. a text message. Journalism should be a written specifically the way the language is word. But I'm going to so guess, we got... since most of these articles are absolutely ridiculous, I'm going to guess they write like this because they can't spell and don't have proper education. Moving on. Let's do it. There we go. Okay. This is the outfit that gets me the most compliments. So there is a young lady. That's here Whitney. That is, I'm getting to it. Thank you, Oriana. Whitney Portman. Portwood? Portman. She's Portwood, right? Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. I, I don't know which one she is. I always get her mixed, her last name mixed she's up. She's just Port. Whitney Port? Mm -hmm. I thought she was Portwood. Pretty sure she's just Port. From the Laguna Beach. OC, whatever it was. It's Whitney Port. You're oh. right. Okay. So she breaks down her go-to look, spelled L-E-W-K. Oh, oh, can we get on? Because that's annoying. Twist, okay. It says, this is the outfit that gets me the most compliments. Now, Whitney's a very attractive girl. She's an attractive woman. She's a mother. She was on the hills. I liked her. I still like her. She dresses very well. She was told how to dress when she worked for Vogue. But here's the deal. Why do I care what outfit gets her the most compliments? So I should duplicate her outfit when I don't look like Whitney. I'm not as tall as Whitney. I'm not as young as Whitney. And nobody else is. So why would I care in the first place what outfit gives her the, the most compliments? compliments? And it's a nice outfit. She has on like a pantsuit with boots. And it says, oh, this, it's a rental hair flip. Oh, so they're saying it like, oh, this is a rental. Then in quotation marks, hair flip. Right. Okay, there go the brain cells again. So here we go. It says, no big deal, NBD, but we're exclusively revealing that you can easily get this exact fit, then wait for your own compliments to roll in. It's, part, it's the part we love. Wit Collection, Whitney's new collab with the Rent the what Runway, launches April 22nd. Subscribe, unlimited plan, or just borrow it as a one-off. A voila. First of all, I don't believe in renting clothing. I think it's unsanitary. Yeah, it grosses me that's out. That's just me. Great that she has a collab going, and that's wonderful. And they talk about her jewelry, her jacket, her handbag, her pants, and her boots. And I'll go through all of that again. You cannot duplicate this outfit because it is Whitney's outfit. And it is geared towards Whitney's style, size, shape, etc. So even if you try to duplicate it, it is not going to look like that on you. And who knows? Maybe you won't get as many compliments as Whitney did. Because, because I'm guaranteeing I'm looking at this outfit right now and this would look like absolute shit on me. Okay, the jewelry. Just saying. There's two versions of the same necklace worn at different lengths. Okay, great. The jacket. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> wear a suit people think work. That's why it's important for the tuxedo style option to be boxy. It makes it more fa fashion, less stuffy. Thank you for telling us something we learned a long time ago. The bag. 
adding texture is key. And I have to tell you, in this picture, you can't even see the bag because the bag is black and it is up against a black part. I just want to show you. You can't even see. You the can't bag. even see the bag. It, I thought there was part of a chair. So showing us the bag has texture. We can't see anything. Maybe a close up of the bag, Cosmopolitan. What do you think? Adding the texture is key. So the faux croc on this bucket design is why I picked up this guy. It's also super easy to just stick my hands in and grab what I need. Up. Oh, but Maria's mother is going to be mad at you because what if they swipe your wallet? <laughs> and this also is by that Rachel Torgensen girl. Oh, boy. Okay, the pants. I love the idea of splitting these up and wearing the trousers with a white tee and black leather moto jacket and the blazer with jeans. So they're telling you some other way to wear these boots and pants. Except that's not the way she's wearing it. And now they're giving you another outfit that they're not even showing you pictures of. So that helps. And then they say the boots. When you're wearing something light, I love the idea of hardening it up with something chunky on the bottom. The obvious shoe here would be a strappy sandal or kitten heel. The cowboy boots make you do a double take. Um, I've probably never done a double take on anyone's outfit. Unless never. Naked, maybe. But again, you're not helping because... This is something that is so specific. Fashion is specific. And subjective, so Kitty is. Help. <laughs> Whitney does look lovely in the outfit, and it suits her nicely, and I like what she did. But again, we really can't see that the boots are cowboy boots. They just look like black boots. You cannot see the texture on the hand. You can't at all because so it looks like a chair. You did nothing to really help us. But hey, thanks. So happy. Okay. This is, hey girl, you're looking starry-eyed. Oh, I love this because it's, again, so stupid. This is lipstick according to your horoscope. Not according to your skin tone. Not according to the size lips you have. Or just what you like in general. Not according to what you're wearing. Not according to the makeup look you have. Not according to the size of your lips. Not according to what you like, but what your horoscope sign is. Because I can tell you, hands down, I will never wear another lipstick unless it is geared towards Scorpio. So there you go. Do you want to know something even funnier? Jeffree Star has a lipstick called Scorpio, and I own it, and I am one. Wow. Is that for, did okay. Jeffree do that for me? This says, what's your signature eye makeup look? Astrologer Jake Register is revealing your star shade of L'Oreal Paris Brilliant Eyes. Oh, I'm sorry, these are eyeshadows. Oh. They don't look like eyeshadows. They look like That's lipstick what, smears. Through me. This buildable liquid formula is easy to apply and coat your lids in brilliant shimmer. All right. Makeup time, real convo here. Liquid eyeshadow is really tricky. It can look really not blended and it can look just really harsh on the eyeball. You got to really know what you're doing with it. Dead serious. Second of all, if you have older eyes like I do, it's going to stay in the crease. It's not an attractive Even look. if you prime. Even if you prime. So I'm just going to tell um, the colors are Radiant Ruby, that's Aries, Brown Light Taurus, Diamond Drop Gemini, String of Pearls Cancer, Crown Gold Leo, Amber Sparkle Virgo, Crystal Shine Libra, Rose Gem Scorpio, Precious Lava Sagittarius, Royal Onyx Capricorn, Blush Jewel Aquarius, and Amethyst Quartz Pisces. Now I'm going to just go with Scorpio because that's what I am. They call it a Rose Gem. It looks 
like crystally beige. Yeah. Cancer has pure white. It's pearly white. I've never seen anybody wear pearly white eyeshadow and on their eyeball. In the eyelids, in the year of you know twenty twenty, back in like two thousand one, when like we were doing middle school makeup. Yeah, sure. So again, um, and this is what they say about the Scorpio: You may seem like a wallflower. Never met a Scorpio that was a wallflower. But your inner circle knows your power. Rose gem is the perfect classic nude that is anything but simple. Okay, so that article pretty much tells itself just as it is. It's stupid. Um, I don't think you should be matching your eyeshadow, your lipstick, your makeup to your horoscope sign. Because your horoscope sign is simply where the actual stars were aligned during... Your birth. Your birth. <laughs> the day of your birth. I think it dictates personality traits. I think it dictates likes and dislikes. I do not think it dictates what kind of clothes you should wear or what kind of makeup should be on your face. A hundred percent. So this one I actually, it's funny because a lot of the ones that we folded are the ones that like we are actually getting to read because we both read this separate from each other. So this I just thought was, again, this is like nonsense. Like we don't need it. I don't need anyone to tell me this. I have a brain. But here we go. This is in the life section, by the way. So now we are getting serious. This is the the blah, blah, the four perfect Froyo combinations you've never thought of before. Guarantee you, when we go through this, both of us here have and thought of this. Guarantee all of you have thought of it also. Because let's face facts: we eat Froyo, we eat ice cream. We live in a world of where the cronut was born mm -hmm. and all these different things. And know. second of all, if anybody, I don't know if they're in New York, but there's Milk Bar started in L.A. They're like the first to put like the cereal yeah. with the ice cream and the frozen yogurt and the cookies. A plus, I recommend going there. So they kind of got this down, so. I'm, I'm kind of going to guarantee that since we live in that really exclusive foodie world now, that you're all doing this. Already done this. Okay, so again, there's lots of little juvenile drawing pictures on this and little arrows because, of course, we can't read in order. We need the arrows to tell us. So here we go. And I find that distracting. I want to read an article from beginning to end. I don't want to sidebar to this little arrow and this little phone that you drew and this pair of glasses and this flower and this heart. Now here we go. This is a combination minus the caramel that I've been eating since I was easily 10 years old. It is Cheesecake Froyo caramel sauce and fruity pebbles they call it the breakfast of champions how long have i been putting fruity pebbles on my frozen yogurt mom since i'm a child since you're a baby. <laughs> let's go number two that juicy juice based off of the fucking doja cat song please stop raspberry froyo sweet cream froyo white chocolate chips how are you coming up with this my brain maxed out right now next hold the crust Peanut butter froyo, strawberry froyo, and Captain Crunch. Okay, first of all, I have to tell you, peanut butter and strawberries do not go well together. At all. Peanut butter goes with grape jelly, so you should have used a grape for uh, a grape froyo. Even like a blueberry or something. Or caramel. Strawberry doesn't really. Strawberry go doesn't with go with a lot of things other than vanilla and maybe chocolate if yeah. you're into that. And that's called hold the crust. Last one again because we're mental morons. Unicorn poop, which is. Birthday cake froyo with caramel covered popcorn. First of all, I've never seen caramel covered popcorn at any froyo place, and I've eaten New York, yeah, LA, Vegas now, froyo. With that being said, let's just talk a little bit about froyo. 
Yeah, we, I feel like that deserves let's, that. Let's get into Froyo and why we do this in, in the respect mm-hmm. that we have here, okay? Number one, Froyo, again, like fashion, very personal. Some people don't eat anything on their Froyo. That's the way they like it. Mm-hmm. They just leave it. I do it prefer is. very minimal toppings on mine. Okay, I'm a chocolate and peanut butter kind of gal when it comes to Froyo. I like peanut butter Froyo. I like a peanut butter sauce, and I like something chocolate on it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Can like we it. also talk about the one big thing you and I always talk about? Some frozen yogurt is just not that good because it's really fucking sour. It's sour. Yogurt is sour because of the cultures that are in it, so that's normal. But again, we didn't need you. You're not a food magazine. You're not a food company. You're also not a froyo company. You're a Cosmopolitan magazine. So we decided in Cosmopolitan with everything that we can write, and let's look at the title, Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan means the city, a girl about the city. Someone that's very cosmopolitan is very city, urban, big city life. And you're telling us what to put on our froyo because we don't need to know anything else about being cosmopolitan life. Oh, yeah. Okay. The next article we have, and it is written by Laura Beck is stop having your weddings on holidays, people. Why let love come between me and the errands I need to run? Well, it's this simple. Your wedding, your date. Whatever that date might be. If you don't want to go to their wedding because that's your good friend, don't go. They'll have just as wonderful a wedding with or without you. But to make a stupid title like I have errands to run. On a holiday? Aren't most things closed? Okay. Your Memorial Day weekend is filled with dreams of long, lazy Netflix binges. Usually Memorial Day weekend, I think people have barbecues, don't they? I thought that was like Memorial Day and Labor Day. I thought Memorial Day and Labor Day is the big barbecue weekends in the 4th of July. You have all your friends over because the weather is just starting to get nice, etc. Don't do that this year, though. Don't do it. (laughs) Of all the laundry you'll get done, of testing the limits of how much takeout a human can consume. See also your 4th of July weekend, your Labor Day weekend, your Thanksgiving weekend, and all holiday weekends. So you do the same thing on every holiday weekend because I don't. I don't. And I'm older than obviously these people. We hope. We hope. So here we are now talking about the fact that we can't have our wedding on a weekend that's a holiday because you want to sit home and watch Netflix and order out a lot of takeout and do your laundry. So do it. Another waste of an article. People are going to have their wedding, A, when they can afford it. When they want. B, when, they can, when it's convenient to the bride and groom. Or groom and groom and bride and bride. Convenience as far as a timetable for their work schedule. And for the people that mean the most to them. So if you're one of their friends or family members that's bitching about having to go to a wedding when it's a holiday, don't go. Don't go. And especially now with the way that everything happened, you know, since the coronavirus and people have tried, had to push back, you know, their weddings and stuff, you're going to have dates that are going to be on holidays. And I think to just be so rude to think that you should dictate when somebody else gets married. What if that's a special day for them, right. for the couple? Now, what she also says here is first, they zap your bank account even more than regular weddings. Travel over St. New Year's Eve is extremely expensive, especially when a zillion other vacationers want to stay at a mid-century boutique. Most people have a wedding, and you really don't have to travel for it. And if you do, it's usually by car. 
Right. If you live out of town, you probably weren't going to go anyway, irregardless or of you when would, it was. Wouldn't it just make sense for you to stay with someone that already lives there? Or if you're their bestest, bestest friend, you won't care about the expense. Right. You'll go. Um, it says here, like, I really want to come to your wedding, but how much, how do you know how much Thai food $753 can buy? So she's saying the price of a plane ticket could buy her a lot of Thai food. So then sit home and eat your Thai food. And it says there are crowds. I distinctly remember attending a 4th of July wedding in Vegas where the hotel's check-in line literally snaked out into the Nevada heat. First of all, I've been in Las Vegas in the busiest of busiest times. That includes Christmas, New Year's, Halloween, Halloween Easter, Fourth of July, July, Hanukkah, and I've never seen takeout, not takeout, check-in lines that go out the door of the hotel, especially in Vegas. They're usually really quick with check-in. So, yeah, you're wrong. Bye. And then she says, I should probs also address the emotionally annoying issue of rescheduling or skipping long-standing holiday weekend plans that are harder to get out of than jury duty. What? So she's saying it's going to be hard for her to get out of her other plans. But you just said you didn't have plans. Right, your you were plan going... was to sit and eat Thai food, watch Netflix, and do your laundry. So which is it? Yeah, I'm confused. Okay. Then she says, as for ye old chestnut, that if you schedule your wedding on an inconvenient date, the people who really love you will show up no matter what. Yeah, totally unfair. I might really love a person, and I might want to see them get hitched, but I might also have pre-existing plans with other people that I love too, including my dog, child, and prize trash pajamas. This article is just filled with moron. It's just filled with... I'm Here's sorry, I just fell asleep. I don't want to go because what if I want to stay in my pajamas and eat Thai food and play with my dog and see my grandmother and do Netflix. Not to mention, don't people usually, you send out wedding invitations like well in well advance, advance so you kind you know, of know? date. You all know that now. That's a big deal. And it says, look, everyone pretends to be your friend, but then sends a four-pound invite to send your free PTO doing the hustle with their Uncle Larry. Do us a favor. Plan your biggest party on any of the year's many, many other weekends. Or don't. Whatever. My opinion doesn't really matter, and you're obviously totally fine with people talking shit behind your back. About how inconsiderate you are. JK, JK, JK. But really... No mas, love you, mean it. So again, a 14-year-old in high school wrote this. So you're saying, then go ahead and plan it anyway. I'll probably come. I may not. I love you. I don't. My opinion doesn't matter. So why'd you write the article? You just wasted your time, my time, and you made yourself look like a complete moron. We're going to do one more. Therefore, Laura Beck, you really got to lose an article here. We're going to do one more for this part of the series. And then we'll have probably a third part. Okay. Is that about cauliflower? No, this one we're going to save because that's a real good one. Oh, yeah, that definitely I needs the end. The nope, there's, I think, okay. one more. And, hey, we could talk about the cauliflower, so. No, right. That's <laughs> really silly. Like, yes, there is an entire, entire Here's a good one. article like, this is long on cauliflower. Maybe go for the cauliflower. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, let's do this one. Okay. 
This is oh, this is book, fucking but comical. This is the one about the other heartthrob. We can do it. Okay, this, this is comical and then because our last and final series of this will be the next one. Yes, we'll which will be on one. Thursday. Right. Oh, that'll, that'll be Thursday. Be another like four or five articles, and that will complete the magazine. And then, if we see any other stupid magazines or articles, we'll be back for that. So this has a picture. This is all about Daniel Radcliffe. If you guys, if you don't know who that is, how they describe him in the article does him zero justice. And you won't know who he is from the article. But Daniel Radcliffe played Harry Potter for most of his life. Um, He was also in the highly acclaimed, both on Broadway and in London. He was in Equus, which is a really intense, really serious show. He went, he was naked in Equus, by the way. I remember being very scandalous because him and I are around the same age. And I remember everyone talking about seeing Harry Potter naked. So yeah, he, he's been in so many things, but let me read to you this of how they describe him. Again, we have a moment of a thirsty little thought that's just like, <laughs> hi, and we don't love that. So it says, in my nightstand, that's the, that's the title of the article, Daniel Radcliffe's nightstand is high-key chaotic. Now, first of all, don't come for me because I say things like high-key and stuff. Not, I'm not pretending to be a journalist. Here we go. The unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt star is also ready for ghosts. So there's that. Oh, and he's going to show this page to his mom. Hi, Daniel's mom. Okay, so let's go back. First of all, I watched The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I love that show, and I love Ellie Kemper. I had no idea Daniel Radcliffe was on that show. I had to Google it, and even then, it is hard to find photos and kind of pinpoint what he played. So you And she does not mention Harry Potter, Harry Potter at all. all. At all. Nothing to do with it. So that's what you came up with. Like, forget Equus. Forget Harry Potter. Forget the woman in black. Fabulous movie. One and two. You were just like this. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Because she probably was watching Netflix eating Thai food. So, under that, there is one Harry Potter reference in a weird little, like, tiny letters. And it says, the boy who lived, lived crossed out, stared directly into my soul. Right. Hold on, ladies. Harry Potters, you wouldn't know that. Right, you wouldn't know that the boy and who lives had anything to do with that. Sometimes even if you watch Harry Potter, there's, there's so many references that you won't get. And I'm like a real Harry Potter person. So, my overall nightstand vibe, she asks him. He said, cluttered and overflowing. It's a mess and I'd probably be lying if I said I could navigate it. Thank you for asking me to do this interview, by the way. It has really drawn focus into how utterly I need to organize. So now he's like, okay, now you've called me out on something bizarre and I'm uncomfortable. The next thing, it says, what's in there at all times? You wanted him to say condoms. Except he, thankfully, is a smart man and said he has a crystal dagger which he uses to kill ghosts. He's being sarcastic, moron. Here we go. I wouldn't want my mom to find dot, dot, dot. And he says... If I didn't want her to find it, why would I keep it in there? She'll definitely read this, too. There you go. He's really dodging this one like a pro. We have no choice but to really appreciate this moment. My snack situation. 
next to your bed. I find that kind of unsanitary, but he says if there's any in there, they're buried deep in and very advanced state of decay, so I'm probably better off not finding them. The only snacks I have in my nightstand is I have some mints and I have cough drops. That's there you go. It. Um, I have like socks in yeah, the one night. No, snacks in their no, 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 no. Okay. Then she asked, what's on top? He said, a light, his keys, and a random pile of change. So again, she's reaching for something. Then she asked, what I steal from my partner's side. He says, her moisturizer. Which girls have better moisturizers, so he's right about that. And then she said, how do you wake up? He said, I have two alarms, both labeled in all caps, so it's like I'm shouting at myself. So how much now do we know about the very talented Daniel Radcliffe? And I think I knew more of him Nothing. from movies. And again, why do I care what's on his nightstand? Is that going to... You know, help out with your vibrator at night. I don't get uh, it. Maybe it does. Maybe I mean, it does. Like, oh my god, let me get my vibrator and imagine Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe's nightstand. Very I don't bizarre. Get it. Another waste of an article where we could have found out something fun. And I, I want to tell you, so, so many different ways with this article. With I want to tell you now. I think. I understand why people are the way that they are. Now I know why everyone thinks that they could write a book or work for a magazine. Because you literally could. This is like the insides of a text message between me and three of my friends when I was 15. Right. So that is why all of you are sitting at you home know, now reading these, like stupid, writing these stupid books. You across at the new guy and you say, oh, I wonder if he wears boxers or briefs. You know, a game I played with my friends when I was 14 and 15. And yep. we sat in Central Park. Okay. So, with that being said, we'll have our last and final installment on, on Thursday. Um, you know, is there anything else we want to talk about? The coronavirus in some places is really going down, which is wonderful. It doesn't mean run around, have a party. Don't do Let's it. still follow the rules. Let's keep everybody safe, especially our healthcare workers. Let's not overwhelm our hospitals. Let's support our small restaurants. We try to order out something at least every day. So that we can keep these businesses going. A special thank you to our Whole Foods because they've been absolutely incredible to us and always giving and us I, I, good delivery really good dates and times. Foods everywhere people are saying Whole Foods has really, really yeah. stepped up. There are so many restaurants that are all over the country that you all have that deliver, that have curbside, that have drive-through. Use them. Big chains, little chains, your local restaurants that you've been going to forever. Use them. They need it. That's the most important thing. And adopt a dog. Rescue an animal. A cat. A guinea pig. A monkey. A bear. I don't care. Rescue something. Also, today is April 21st, and it is the release day of Marsha Clark's final book in her Final Judgment series. You can order it on Amazon. You can also get signed copies, guys. I'll put a link. And I want everybody to know yesterday was the 27th anniversary of the Backstreet Boy. Can you believe the no. Backstreet Boys have been in your life for 27 years? They literally Some have been in my life. are not old enough. My daughter was only two mm -hmm. when the Backstreet Boys came to be, and she's been listening since she was two. Mm -hmm. I have, like, high-quality memories of the Backstreet Boys when I was about five. So and any of you were in my class, you knew that was our go-to music on when it was snack times or party times or we were just listening to music. 
We heard the Backstreet Boys. And we I love the Backstreet Boys. the Muller girls with being good Backstreet Boy fans. Excellent Backstreet Boy fans. Because I gave them that music. Mm-hmm. Anyway, congratulations to the Backstreet Boys. Congratulations to Marsha Clark. And tune in for our next installment of Cosmopolitan. Anything else? That's it. We have a bunch of live streams coming up. All of that is also linked down below as well as the link to oh, Marsha's book. And another thing we want to talk about. There's a lot of protesting going on. Because people say they want to get back to work. I understand that. I would love the world to go back to the way it was. It can't. Just as slowly as we closed down and as slowly we crept up getting contagion from this virus and slowly we crept up to more and more and more, we're going to have to do everything else slowly. Oriana, like everybody else and myself, we want to get our hair done. We want to get our nails done. We're not going to protest for our government to open it up so that we can put other people in danger. We're no, doing not our at all. own nails. I'm going to be doing her hair extensions this weekend until she can be in a place where it's safe for her to do it. And keep in mind, her friend does it. I trust my nail salon, and I love them implicitly, but I will not go back until it is safe. And I'm not protesting like these idiots who don't give a shit about everybody else getting sick. Yeah, I care about people getting sick. So, like so I said, so stop boat. sending me things so of the people that want to get the their hair boat. done. We're we not. don't go anywhere. I don't. We go for a walk, and, and that's, that's it. it. All the other fun is happening inside the home, people, that's right. where your fun should be happening right now. And right. we're here. When we're having Naked Friday in the backyard. Meet us. Actually, actually don't. That's weird. Please, no one show up in my backyard. And we're not having Naked Friday. No, we're not. We're pretending pretend naked friday so yeah please make sure to subscribe to us we post new episodes all the time uh we're going to be doing a bunch of live streams and we're also going to be doing a live podcast yes we're going to film us sitting down having our drinks and podcasting yep you'll be able to look at us look at you you. but we'll send us a picture of what you look like yeah i'll put you all up on the screens we'll get there so until next time everybody stay corona cozy wash your hands and stay home